after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are going to talk about TV commercials today, the good ones and the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Word to your mother. Word to your mother. You know his mother. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve Has. Hello, Andrew. So you got a lot on your mind. I do. I uh, every every day I'm watching television, and suddenly I'm writing down notes about commercials that are catching my eye. It's, it seems like it's a it's a rich season for commercials right now. Good. I'm glad somebody's watching commercials. I've been playing my damn video games. <laughs> no good commercials in my uh, 2019 RBI baseball game. Well, someone turned me on to a really good show on Amazon Prime, and uh, that's uh, that's got me watching TV nonstop. Oh, you know. I've watched shows on Amazon Prime, not to brag, I'm sure a lot of people have. I don't remember there being a commercial element. I think there are commercials during Prime. Really? Because yeah. I used to watch that show, Patriot. In fact, I did a pot. you might not know this, I did a podcast <laughs> about it called McMillan Men. I swear that was commercial free. That's interesting. I wonder if they're changing the game a little bit. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought that I thought I was the show I was watching had commercials. There's also a chance that... Um, I'm misremembering, too. I think it's more likely my brain is certainly worse than you. You know, so we're going to do what we call an ad-calades and admonishments today. You've been seeing a lot of commercials, so you're going to talk about the ones you love and some of them that are irritating you, mostly ones you love. I want to say here, I'm cheating a little bit. My beloved and frustrating Mariners are uh, playing a baseball game right now, the second of a double header here in the afternoon. And this isn't on our official list, but something just flashed in front of my eyes, which is a commercial for Sonic, the fast food joint. Oh, yeah. And you mentioned this. I think you saw this the first time. I don't have it in front of me because literally it was just on the TV. Um, but they're introducing this burger that has something called like bacon jelly or something. <laughs> bacon jam. is Bacon jam. And they keep somehow showing it more over palatable. and over. And it's like it's this brown, chunky gravy that looks so unappetizing they show them spreading it on the bun they're so proud of it and then putting a dinky little burger like even the burger doesn't look that good but at least they're being accurate like these these are what our burgers look like they're not trying to make it seem like they're serving bigger burgers well just imagine how bad it looks in you know coming out of the the wrapper what i'm saying it must be like a diaper well sonic didn't invent bacon jam i mean you know you can even like that you go to a fancy restaurant that's yeah. it's not that uncommon for bacon jam to be um, an element of the of the fancy you know gastropubby types of mm-hmm. restaurants that you might find uh, find it on but but maybe not something that should be introduced in may- the fast food world maybe like, not ideal for the fast food world like yeah. foie gras might also <laughs> aside from being <laughs> very problematic that might not be something that we want to get at the jack in the box yeah there might be certain kinds of foods and certain ingredients that are best left to the experts um burger king presents sushi <laughs> miss me with that anyway that i just keep on seeing this commercial and it yeah, just looks great. so gross sonic have you ever eaten at a sonic boy it's hard for me to believe that i haven't although we don't really have them around here um if so, I, it was unmemorable. I feel like we must have them around here, though. This is a local 
broadcast of a local baseball I just mean, team. like, right around oh, here. <laughs> like, within two blocks. Yeah, right? well, you know, like... <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, like, in the sort of... Like, I do go to some fast food in yeah. Seattle, and I, I kind of have a, a sense of where, like, the nearest Wendy's is or the nearest, you know, Burger King is. Yeah, we don't have a lot of fast food right near us Yeah, although there all. is a McDonald's that I can walk to. That is true, And yep. sometimes my reward for walk for going on a walk is that I'm walking to the McDonald's. And that's about a mile away, about I would mile. say. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I was driving through a part of town where I forgot there was a Wendy's. I was dropping you off somewhere. Did I, you end up going? I thought, ooh, I'll get the Wendy's on the way back. But I was not in a mood, you know, as things um, begin to open up. Wow, I'm, I apologize for being so off topic Whatever. so soon. But we're just chatting. Okay, we're just chatting. Um, Theo's chatting. You can hear our old man cat yelling at us in the other room. I don't know what to do about that, so I hope it doesn't bother you too much. Um, but um, I have eaten in my car so much mm, the past yeah. year that now I'm half vaxxed. I got my first shot, and you know we're at, I think, 50% capacity for restaurants now uh, in our state. And um, because of that, like, there are more opportunities to sit down at a table. And I just did not want to get some Wendy's and eat it in the car. Why don't you eat it in the Wendy's? Do they? I don't know if the fast food restaurants are doing that. Oh, yet. they are not doing. I it don't. Inside. I don't know. I haven't seen any do it, but I don't. I don't play in that space a lot, as we like to say. <laughs> but um, my guess is the national chains chains might be playing it a little bit uh, more careful. But I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I just really have no idea because I haven't tried to eat in a fast food place in a long time. Yeah. We're going to get this cat to settle down here. Usually by this point, after he's yelled that much, we stop down and we and we kind of redo part of the show because I really do not like the sound of Theo screaming. But I think he's going to calm down here in a second. We're going to keep going because I don't think I can recapture that magic of me talking about bacon paste and not wanting to <laughs> Each eat Each time it. you change it to a different and more gross substance. Okay. We do have a show to get to. The it's bacon scum. <laughs> Bacon scraping. Um, okay, so we're going to do an ad collades and admonishments, all from the notebook of one Genevieve has. Um, also, we will check in with the ad council. We have, we should come up with a good name for when you have a whole bunch or a cluster of jingles submitted by listeners. Like, right, like, right. Like, like a, have murder a, of crows. a murder of crows, yeah. a parliament of owls. Right, like a, a dingus of jingles, maybe? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I like it, yeah. I don't know, but we have, a, we have a dingus of jingles to get to today, so I'm really excited about that. And another really, really sweet note from a listener who kind of um, discovered our show somewhat recently that I want to share with you. So, Aww. all right, let's start with some adcolades and admonishments. It just rolls right off the tongue. It's a thing. Hey, Vives, you want to start with this iPhone commercial that I see on your list here? This is one that you called me in the room yes. to watch the other day. Yeah, I'll say this is going to be mostly a love fest. I have a few in here that I that I'm not loving, but mostly what I'm what I'm writing down are ones that really catch my attention because I love them. This one uh, I find so charming, and I think so, I think it's a great I think it's a great ad for for the product it's selling. I think it's really mm -hmm. effective. But there's also something about it that just stays with me and stays in my head. Unfortunately, there's not any dialogue, so I'm just gonna have to explain what you're, what you're, uh, what we're seeing here. But we have a, a sort of uh, out of shape white guy, 
he's some in, Jack Black vibes. Would he's you got agree kind with of that? a Jack Black vibe. He's he's kind of like he's a little tubby. He's got like a t-shirt on. Uh, he's probably younger than us. He's probably in his you know thirties looking kind of guy. Um, and he's a little scruffy, a little rough, you know, sort of, he's not super well-kempt. Um, and he's got a, a bandana around his head. And as you hear this music, which is very like sort of, um, it's kind of a hip sounding song. It's the kind of song that in fact would play over a commercial where someone who really knows what they're doing in the kitchen is cooking. This guy does not know what he's doing in the kitchen, <laughs> but he's very enthusiastic. He's cooking some kind of big, complicated dish, and he's like pouring out ingredients. And he's making a huge mess. In fact, I almost wonder if this stresses you out by how messy this <laughs> kitchen gets. And it's very, like you said, not only is it a good commercial for the product, but they're really homing in on something very specific, that these phones are durable and right. splash resistant. That's, the, that's the, the message here. As you see his iPhone because he's using it to look at the recipe. Um, he keeps tipping, you know, setting it up somewhere where he can see it. Uh, but he's constantly spilling things on it or dropping it or dropping things on it or uh, letting it get under, get wet with ingredients. And at the end, he rinses it off under the tap and it's all good. And it's like a really good story, I think, about how, um, how much punishment these iPhone 12s can take. Um, but told through the story of this kind of appealing goofus doing his his best impression of like a top chef you know thing mm -hmm. very relatable though like if you and yeah. i tried to you know be fancy in the kitchen let's take a listen to this and then i do have one more comment i want to make about it who brought the sauce i brought the sauce who made the sauce i made the sauce what's in the sauce i am the sauce who brought the sauce okay don't tell me you've tasted anything like so he's just like flowering everything He's being like that salt bay guy who's like salting things from a hundred miles above it. Right. He's he's tossing his. Um, he's trying to flip his pepper mill in the air, but of course he can't catch it. And then more durable than ever. Relax. It's the iPhone. Um, the thing that I want to point out is once again, like great commercial. I'm with you. Wonderful commercial. But I feel like we, at least in the ad space, we are seeing iPhone trail the Samsung commercials in this way because Samsung was out front first yes. several years ago with our phones are waterproof and durable long before I yes. believe the iPhone had that. And you had Lil Wayne walking in... No, yeah, I think it was Lil Wayne no. with the champagne. Yeah, it was Lil Wayne walking into uh yeah, he was just like walking around a store pouring champagne on yeah. his phone to show that it was waterproof. I think, um, although I know people are extremely loyal to their iPhones, I do think that they are probably getting hurt because I've always found my Samsungs to be extremely durable, mm -hmm. and I've never known an iPhone user not to have a cracked screen at some yeah. point. Yeah, I did have one phone that the screen cracked on it, then I got a replacement and immediately cracked again. In my pocket, <laughs> I don't even remember dropping it. I took it back to the guy, he's like, but I can see you dropped it again right here. I'm like, I'm telling you I didn't. I never felt like such a liar. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. Um, I agree with you though, Good, very good commercial. And uh, it doesn't stress me out about how messy it is, because I know that when he was done, he cleaned it all up. I'm sure he did. His joy at cooking is very palpable, and I think uh, really really shines through in the in the ad. I think it's an it's an ad collade. All right, I don't know if you did this on purpose, Genevieve, but I feel like the next commercial you have on the list here is sort of like um, 
there's not a through line, but I feel like it's almost like kind of tonally, tonally similar to the yeah. last commercial. Yeah, there wasn't a huge organizing principle this week, um, but I did try to organize these into into um, ads that sort of flow. And mm-hmm. this this ad for Facebook, I think, has a similar feel uh, to that uh, to that iPhone ad. Also, it's, of course, it's sort of similar in that it's kind of an it's a tech ad. It's a it's speaking to a lot of the same kind of users. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got this charm. We see people in their abodes and their personal like spaces, and they're all kind of charming in a similar way. Yeah, this is an ad that's been really catching my attention in the wild for a while, and I've been wanting to talk about it, but I didn't really have a good excuse. Um, I almost included it in our dance commercial show, but oh, yeah. there's not much dancing. It's mostly singing. Um, what we what we find is that somebody goes. Uh, he, he's trying to grow some plants. It's like a sort of a young, cool looking guy. He might, looks like he maybe is a DJ. His, based on his apartment decor, and he has some plants that he wants to um, uh, help them grow better. And so he, I think, through Facebook groups, gets the idea to sing to his plants. So cue all. Now we have a montage of people singing to their plants to that Jackie Wilson song. Um, uh, I forget what it is. Your love keeps lifting me higher. Oh, okay, good. Let's take a listen to this. We see a sad-looking plant. He looks at his phone. Sing to it. Sing to it. Sing to it. Now we're seeing people from all different kind of walks of lives and different kind of in old men in their houses, young people in their apartments, and they're all singing and dancing to their plants. The one guy, the the tall guy uh, who's dancing in his shorts. Uh, and singing to his plants is just especially adorable, yeah. this guy here. And then at the end, you just see a bunch of really healthy, larger-than-life plants and yeah. people singing Facebook, and dancing around them. Their Facebook group ads have been, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to say uniformly, but consistently good. You know, we talked a lot about that Facebook group ad for the dads um, dads who have daughters, and they, they take their kids to a Yankees game yeah. or, or a Yankees-Mets game, I yep. think. Um if I recall correctly, that also then poisoned the well because all these like horrible MRA types started going to that Facebook group. So yep. let's see what happens to the plant group, huh? Right, <laughs> right, right. What, what awfulness is Facebook going to unleash upon the plant lover Facebook groups? Well, yeah, we'll see. Although I do think there was already a built-in toxicity with the divorced dad group versus people who love plants. Never underestimate the ability for people to ruin things. All right. So for those first two commercials, we've had a couple of adcolades. Now, am I right in guessing this next one might be an admonishment? You know me so well. (laughs) This one has been kind of relentless. And I almost didn't even put it in here because it's kind of a nothing burger. But the two uh, main characters in it really I find so irritating now this is one for AT&T and it does star our our girlfriend Lily mm-hmm. who we Malena like Milana Vaintrub I believe her name is Milana Vaintrub yeah Milana Vaintrub Don't, is her like is her character name Lily is that what I'm thinking of that I think you're right on that yeah, yeah I think it is um, but it stars Milana Vaintrub I have seen some uh, various social media postings indicating that she is directing these now mm-hmm. so that's why I thought you included this this is an interesting and again sadly interesting aspect of this too, right? Yeah, and I don't want to beat up on her. I think she she does a nice job. And it's not that this commercial is poorly... I, I mean, I think it's doing everything it, it, it tends to do. I just find it incredibly irritating. Mm-hmm. The two guys in it are very yes. irritating. We'll talk about why I find it... Um, 
there's an aspect of this that is troubling that I'll explain that has nothing to do with what you actually see on the screen in a second. But let's just talk about the commercial at face value first. Yeah, a guy comes in and says, uh, I'm a new customer. I heard that I get such and such a deal. And then a guy who's already standing in the AT&T store says, well, I'm an existing customer and I want that same benefit. And then they have sort of a, you know, spaghetti Western style uh, standoff where they lift each they each raise an eyebrow at each other yeah an extreme close up on their eyes while they mean mug each other yeah. hi I'm a new customer and I want your best new smartphone deal well I'm an existing customer and I'd like your best new smartphone deal oh, do you actually it's for both new and existing customers <laughs> I feel silly <laughs> but I do want the fastest 5G network oh I want the fastest 5G network are we actually doing this again? It's not complicated. Only AT&T gives everyone the same great deal. Like the Samsung Galaxy S21 5G for free when you trade in. Both of those guys just are unlikable. They are so unlikable. One of them has a... Um, kind of a George Lucas vibe. That's exactly the name I was trying to come yes, up with. We would have been here forever if I <laughs> just stared out the window with silence. Mm, Star Wars guy. There's something about the casting that is just just has gone horribly awry for me with that, particularly the George Lucas one, but I don't like either of them particularly. And um, it's just a, it's just like a concept that doesn't really work for me too, is like the idea of like existing customers somehow being in conflict with new customers. Now that is the one thing that I will defend this commercial on is I like that they're actually addressing that. Yeah, because okay. I have been, especially with this type of thing, like a, you know, whether it's a cable deal or right. a, a cell phone subscription. Like, I feel like I have seen commercials that are just for new customers. And you're kind of like, really, dude? Because I'm already paying out the nose for your service. Yeah. And like, oh, if I'm a new customer, I get this. You get free Netflix or something. Exactly. And like, why don't I get some of that? I've been a customer for 10 years. I've actually kind of had notions like that before. Yeah. So right. I, I appreciate the fact that they're addressing that. I just, honestly, I don't even, I don't think the commercial is bad other than the, the the two people they cast for it and and maybe the way they wrote those characters i mean i don't think it's awesome but there's just something about the presence of these two men that i don't like yeah i don't care for it so you said you had some other issue with it that wasn't related to the oh yeah i thought you knew what i was talking about because i think i didn't even see this i i think you told me about this so tell me if i'm wrong but uh milana vaintrub the the person who plays lily in these commercials in this particular one she is behind a desk now we've seen her doing some social distancing in some of these commercials that have been airing in the past year but you and i both commented that in some cases the blocking seemed a little bit noticeable or odd or somewhat awkward yeah and in this particular one she is behind a desk so you only see her kind of straight on and even be and she's standing it's like a standing desk but it blocks almost her whole body and then in front of her there's even like a little tablet or laptop that blocks her a little bit more and i believe you told me that she tweeted or posted something to instagram that said yes if for the people who are complaining about the somewhat odd way these things are blocked it's because i've uh, received so much negative and toxic attention about my body that i am directing these commercials now and i am doing it in a way that makes me feel safe yeah i did see that i think it was actually a listeners and i for i apologize i've forgotten who you are who posted that uh who brought it to our attention on facebook um and yeah that's uh that's an incredible and demoralizing 
uh, thing to know. Yeah, it really is. The problem I have with this, by the way, is not where she's positioned or how visible. Right, her right. Body no, not is. in this case. But once you told me that, and you look at this, and yeah. you, again, you see the way that it, it, the shot is very specific. And again, she's like behind a standing desk. And the other commercials, she's also there's one where she's kind of wiping down a counter in the background. And I think you and I on the show said, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting thing." I didn't. It didn't bother me that she's wiping down a counter, but she's always kind of putting a prop between herself. And she in none of these commercials is she wearing anything that is um, especially no. revealing in any way but like I didn't really I'm sure I'd seen a million commercials with her in them but I don't even think they really stood out to me as a um, as like a series or a campaign until very early on in doing After These Messages we did a show about celebrity crushes Yeah, and I was surprised that like the first five emails we got were from and again they were not being gross our listeners we said like who do you have a crush on in commercials but like the first five guys to write in was like Milana Vaintrub. Yeah, and I was like oh yeah and then I was like oh yeah she is very I mean she is she's very attractive and then that also is how I discovered that oh and she's a comedian and she's like kind of um, done a lot of projects with all these other comedians that we like and she was part of kind of a troupe that was releasing videos so I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole too and like when I say attractive in this case I I think like I'm capital A attractive like all around just like she's funny she's interesting she's creative and she is physically beautiful but it's a real bummer to know that I don't think there's anything wrong with having a crush on somebody that you see on TV but that in this culture and we have so much access to these celebrities that we can ruin their lives with just like just terrible yeah. men saying terrible things that make her feel unsafe just to be in her body which like is terrible yeah and i'm gonna read what she what she tweeted out here yeah been getting a lot of why are they placing her body like that in those ads she wrote uh well i direct the ads i place myself like that and it's because of the thousands of unwelcome unwelcome comments i receive about my body you've lost the privilege of looking at it until i feel safe again wow yeah right good for her. yeah good for her for doing that bad on men Bad Full on men. stop. Like, a, it's not women who are writing in and no, making her feel unsafe. Not. But also good on her for directing them. I don't know when. I, I doubt she was directing them from the beginning. And I also sort of think that that's interesting. I wonder at what point she um, said, hey, you know, I'm pretty well into this campaign right now. Yeah. But I'd also like to flex some more creative muscles. Well, you like, see it all I the time these? with TV shows, right? Where, yeah. uh, where a... a an actor on a TV show will uh, lobby for or sort of earn the right to um, to helm, you know, be be in the director's chair. I have I've never thought of it or heard of it being a trend in advertising. I'm sure it happens, but it's an interesting idea. I wish there was a way. Uh, maybe this would just take some research. It'd be interesting to know if there's like, uh, you know, who who are the people who've done that? Who've mm-hmm. gone from who've gone from in front of the camera to behind it? And how often do they also stay in front of the camera? Like, do you think that um, uh, Courtney, uh, Flo, who plays Flo? How do I not know her name? Stephanie Courtney. Stephanie Courtney. We talk about her every show. I'm a big fan. I should try (laughs) to remember her name. Um, But, you know, I wonder, do you think that Stephanie Courtney has ever had a conversation like that? Or maybe is directing some of those commercials and we just don't know it? I don't know. I mean, the whoever's... Those those progressive commercials are little works of art. They really are. So that's some big shoes to fill if if an actor is going to take that on. Yeah. Um, okay. You have a no- so let's see. That's two ad collades, one admonishment. Yes. Um, now I made you feel even worse about giving that an admonishment, knowing that I can 
you know, I can only speak my truth. <laughs> um, now you have one on the list here for eHarmony. Yes. What a rare day it is for me to give eHarmony an ad collate. Indeed. Um, because I have hated eHarmony's ads for so long. They've been really just at the top of my shit list. I mean, they had those horrible ads with the guy who was the founder and then... Can I ask you a question? I'm sorry to interrupt your flow, but what is it about a commercial with a very elderly man talking to his uh, very young granddaughter yes. about her Two teacher's on... love life? Oh, so What is it about that that so made you uncomfortable? Gross. So gross. Uh, eHarmony finally got their shit together. I'm happy to report. For Also, for, for years, I think eHarmony um, was sort of tacitly very like right wing in their approach and now they weren't specifically were they christian they weren't explicitly but the founder had a lot of ties to like mm. um the i can't remember which right wing you know like yeah sure some sort of like focus on the family focus on the family thing, might yeah. have literally been focused on the family i can't recall but the the ties were there the the you know Interconnection was very obvious if you looked at it. Well, eHarmony, I think, has finally realized that um, time has moved on and mm -hmm. they need to move with it. Um, so that is to say... And that gay people have money. I yeah. see their logo now is a heart that is a rainbow heart. Well, that, those have always been their colors. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't think that the, the intermeshed rainbow heart like that has anything to do with them trying to be more gay friendly? I don't know, but I'm pretty confident that oh. that's been their logo for oh, a long okay. time. Um, but yeah, for the first time, or or I shouldn't say for the first time, I don't think this is their first one, but they are now uh, marketing to gay clients, mm -hmm. gay customers. Um, and what I find interesting and likable about this ad um, is how explicit it is, um, which is to say it's very romantic. It's very intimate. The... Um, the the romance and the physicality between the two actresses uh, is, I mean, kind of, I don't want to say shocking because it shouldn't be shocking, but it's surprising. It would almost be surprising in in a in any ad advertising context, I find it especially surprising in an eHarmony ad. Hmm, hmm. Um, I love it. That is to say, I think it's great. And I just got to say, they did come up with this logo back in 2017. So you're right; it has been a while. But I actually am on their website right now, and it's showing um, it's showing kind of a history of their logos, and it started like very almost corporate. Oh yeah, back that's in hideous. 2000, but again, it was 2000, so a lot of the online kind of looks were very um, like bankery sort of. <laughs> know, it got a little smooth. Out. Had really figured out branding. But they're almost making fun of themselves in this copy here on their website. And then eventually by 2017, they came up with this kind of uh, this logo that is kind of a, a rainbow heart that is like a plaid rainbow heart that I really like, by yeah, the way. Yeah, definitely an improvement. Really nice. Yeah. So anyway, so what is happening in this particular commercial? This is a little vignette about two women. Um, it has nothing to it. it makes no mention of how they met or how they used eHarmony or how eHarmony even works. It just focuses on this very loving, very intimate uh, two girlfriends. Uh, I, I assume they're girlfriends; they could be uh, married, but they're just they're in their in their beautiful, very sort of like urban, lofty apartment kind of space. One of them is cooking, um, and she's doing some kind of fancy cooking with like lots of uh, whole foods and you know garlic and it looks like spinach and peppers and things. She as she's cooking. 
uh, her girlfriend comes in from another room and she offers her a taste of whatever she's making. And the girlfriend kind of re- kind of lovingly, but tells her it's not good, basically. Oh. like So it's all about these. And then they uh, they sort of give up after a while with the cooking experiment and just decide to eat ice cream together. It's all body language, right? Yeah, it's a lot of body language. It's a lot of kissing and like snuggling and caressing. It's very intimate. Again, like I can't stress enough how sort of... Um, how sort of like direct and uncomplicated a story this is about two people who are very, you know, there's a lot of erotic charge in it, basically, mm. which I just find um, really a big leap forward for this company that was so backwards for so long. And then at the very end, do we see the old guy like <laughs> peering through the window or I anything like that? I think they've fortunately banished him to some, some off-screen role. <laughs> Good. Real love is daring to impress. Here comes her girlfriend. They kiss. She tries giving her a spoonful of whatever this stuff Being is. honest with each other. And the girlfriend's not into it, but she kisses her anyway. Saying yes. And then they just ideas. decide to pick out on a, <laughs> on a carton of ice cream together. They're sharing a spoon. And then they're making out at the end. And they're making out at the end. Here for real love. Quite something, though, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, that's a real journey for this company. Yeah, especially since they started um, with the more conservative roots, as you said. Yeah. So that's They're also, neither of them are white women, I think it's worth noting, oh, or yeah. at least one of them is definitely uh, a black woman, and um, the other one is... Um, Maybe I don't Latinx. Know. Could I don't be know. Latinx, yeah. Um, it's interesting. The name of this commercial is specifically Ice Cream. And I kept <laughs> seeing it on your... Sh- like, literally, it's yeah, I Scream. Like, we all scream for ice cream. And I kept seeing it, and I was like... I keep... For- I was like, why is it called Ice Cream? And it's like, oh, I guess they're just having fun instead of calling it Ice Cream. Yeah. It but it's weird, it though. It is weird. I mean, it, there's no reason for, there, for that to be the joke there, but... If for some reason, that's what it is. I have a real problem with this next commercial on your list. Interesting, because I like it. Do you? I saw this at a bar with the sound down, and it was mm. so interesting to me that I wrote down on my phone, go look up Heineken commercial, um, because the story, I caught sort of like the last 10 seconds of it. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and there is have quite you a read little story the official, here. Don't do it now if you haven't. Have you read the official description of this commercial no. yet? Okay. I, I want to come back around to that later, and I want to tell you about my journey when I watch this <laughs> okay. today. Uh, I found it to be charming. This is for um, Heineken 0.0, which is their non-alcoholic beer, mm-hmm. that they're really pushing to for people to have at their office, which, P.S., we don't go to offices anymore, Heineken. Yeah, right. That's kind of interesting. But this, this campaign started before COVID. Their, their pitch is you can have this Heineken beer at a work lunch or other places you cannot drink alcohol. Like there was one where someone's drinking it in their car. While parked. While parked. I think that was a specific thing that that car was parked. But still, like, you don't want to fuck around with like, ha ha, it looks like I'm drinking, right, but I'm exactly. not. Like with with, pe- with figures of authority, like with your boss. Like right. if I'm a boss and I see someone like d- having a beer at work, even if it's non-alcoholic, like don't or don't Why you- do you want a non-alcoholic beer at work with I mean <laughs> even if you're like okay listen I'm I'm meeting um I'm meeting Ted we're going to go meet with some folks with the Jacobson account right. and we're going to go to like kind of a pubby bar 
And I don't want to have a – it would be even acceptable to have a beer maybe at lunch there, but I don't want to. I want to stay sharp. So right. I'm going to get that Heineken 0.0. Sure. That's perfect. But the Makes idea of like, hey, I brought my lunch in today. What I have here is some of the, the macaroni salad that I have left over from last night. Right. And uh, just a little bit of a, a, a sandwich that I made for myself. And also I'm going to throw one of these Heinekens yes. into my lunch bag. That's like, what I why find do you so, want that? That's what I find so weird. It feels like some. It feels like they – they're trying to appeal to a certain kind of guy who feels like he's going to like really get away with something or stick it to someone. And that's what that's kind of the I mean, I actually like this because I think the story is funny and the execution is good. But I'm with you on the general campaign here as being weirdly misguided. Yeah. And it is always a guy so far, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I don't think I've seen we've seen a woman do it. So in this particular one, we see a guy and he's kind of arranged a little lunch for himself in the workplace and he's got it on a cute little tray almost like he's got a breakfast in bed right like a little tray. bamboo tray yeah and he's got we see the whatever it is a sandwich or something on there and next to it is a bottle of beer a bottle <laughs> of beer little six degrees of separation humor for everybody there um and all the co-workers are like giving him the like no 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 you can't do you can't that have a beer office. at work but he's like kind of got this he's like i know something you don't know right and he's then it's so the, chuffed and then there's a moment where there's a reveal that oh the whole time it was a heineken 0.0 so he's fine and he wants to show his colleagues i'm fine yeah haha i got put one over on you but twist the reason they were saying, I guess, the reason they were saying no, 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 is that he's about to walk with his bottle, which which appears to be a bottle of beer. He's about to walk past a window um, behind which is a woman who probably who appears to be either his boss or like the CEO or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and she's being interviewed on camera uh, by a reporter, and the camera is now shooting her. And then behind her, our friend with the beer. So he's now totally caught on camera in this big picture window, basically holding a beer. Right. As far as the world would be able to tell, it's a beer. So then he does like a little, he just moves his feet, kind mm-hmm. of uh, breakfast club style. Right. Just and just, slide and, and just slides out of the frame. I will say, who are the idiots? What TV network or journalism outfit set up this shot? Because it's, it's made to have a disaster happen. It right. Is, why would, it is why like, don't you why have this stanchioned off and just say no, it nobody off. can walk or, through this area? Or set up your shot where there's not a giant hallway and a window behind it. Right. Of, of course, I could see in the same way that like kind of newsrooms opened up with cable news networks. And like and you, you always see, see the reporters in the background and walking back and forth. Rutabaga, and Rutabaga. yelling <laughs> at reporters or whatever. Did I say reporters yelling at reporters? I meant to say editors. Anyway, um... So I could sort of see it like, hey, we're – because it's – and this gets into some of my complaints about this commercial. It is so confusing at the end where suddenly we see, oh, there's some some kind of filming going on here. But what kind of company is this? Why is there an interview going on? This woman has a British accent, which is fine. A lot of people live in America. I'm assuming this is an American office place with British accents. But, like, when they cut inside for a second, you can hear her talking, but you can't hear what she's saying. I find that a little weird, too. so distracting. It seems so distracting. This, like, the sound design really turned me off on this. And then I started thinking, well, what is going on? What is this interview? I wish she just said, I wish she just said what my favorite line from a Geico commercial is, which is, 
That sounds like a fifth floor problem. Exactly. You've mentioned that before. Okay, now you know everything that happens in this commercial. Take a listen to the audio. Here comes comes Beer Man. Now he's getting the the no-no sign, the don't go there sign from everybody. He looks smug. He turns around. Wah, wah. It's zero alcohol. Shareholders are very happy. She says shareholders are very happy. What did she say after that? Uh, At pop-up? At pop-up. Shareholders are very happy at pop-up. And I'm just like... (laughs) The fact that you call it pop-up tells me you're not ready to be CEO. (laughs) And then you read... I do love this description. This is from iSpot, but this is the official (laughs) description that I think is submitted with these commercials. His coworkers can't shake their head. I'm sorry, let me restart that. His coworkers can shake their heads all they want. Nothing can waver this man's confidence misspelling there as he proudly marches through the office carrying his lunch tray well, i don't think pro- i don't think w-a-i-v-e-r would be would be correct there confidence is spelled like oh uh, you're right somebody like two people who are confiding in you confidence oh you're right it should be conf i thought you were like saying waiver was misspelled now anyway nothing can waver this man's confidence as he proudly marches through the office carrying his lunch tray and proudly displaying a bottle of non-alcoholic heineken 0.0 however when he realizes that his peers were actually warning him about a televised shareholder report filming right in front of him he awkwardly slinks off stage in utter humiliation. So that's a televised shareholder report. Like, doesn't that just seem weirdly specific and complicated, Ron? This this description is both overwritten and poorly written. Yes, exactly. Proudly and proudly oh, are used terrible. way too close to each other. Yeah, no, it's very poorly written. And it's also, yeah, way more... You're, they've focused on the details that are not relevant. But, I mean, it did answer my question, what the shit is going on with this TV crew? Well, I, and guess, I guess it's a it's televised, a televised shareholder <laughs> meeting. What's a televised shareholder report? I mean, are they on? Like, I think that do I happens not watch with, those? like, really big. I mean, we, yeah. we don't know anything about business. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be the person telling you that televised shareholder reports are not real. So, there's a, so a televised shareholder report is when somebody... Presumably a journalist, but maybe it's just an internal person who works in their comms department or something, right. sits down in front of a camera and interviews the CEO. Yeah, and she says, I think shareholders are going to be very happy about Pop Pop. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's a, that is a... That's a no the from way, me, dog. But that, you're into it, it. That woman, the the CEO there is a black woman, which would like double the number of black women CEOs in this country. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, in most likely a British yeah. black woman CEOs. Uh, what else do you have on the list? All right, so I don't know. Do we give that one? On, uh, uh, that you seem to be well, more admonishment. We don't have to agree on it. Because um, I liked it. There's something about it, for all its flaws. That I just find the whole thing amusing. I think the joke just really works for me. I, th- I was just so confused by the end <laughs> that it just took me out of it. But again, I think listeners know I'm also not held up as an example of the smartest guy in the room often. <laughs> so that one might be on me. All right. This is for Vistaprint. And I think this is an admonishment for me. This actually came to my attention because I got distracted and I started looking at SNL videos on YouTube today. Okay. And um, this was the ad that, that pre-rolled oh, for okay. me. And, as okay. I, and I was thinking as I was watching it, like, oh, I don't really like this. And then I thought, hey, I have a show where this would fit in perfectly. Literally, I'm working on a show right now. Um, 
but you may like it. It's it's one of those things where like you have to just sort of go with the joke, and if okay. the joke, and not think, not take it too literally. Mm-hmm. But I can't my I can't turn off the literalism in my brain. So the story here is Mia is the owner of a seaside burger cafe, and it is seaside, like it is really just like a counter with some chairs and tables, like sitting on a dock, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, as she serves, she puts up, the first thing that happens is she gets from Vistaprint her Mia's Burger Cafe uh, sign, like her, her um, what do we call them? They call those... Uh, like an A-frame sign that you put on the sidewalk? No, or? it's like um, these these ones that they come out of, they like, they unroll from a... Oh, yeah. From a, like a... Kind a, of on a, a vinyl. Like they're on, like on vinyl and yeah. they unroll from like a, a roller and they're kind of on a spring. You put a stick up the back of them yeah. and it just stays. And it's about as tall as a person. Sure, yep. Um, so she she just got this from Vistaprint. Yeah, she just got it from Vistaprint. She's obviously like started her own business. She wants to make burgers. So she's serving burgers at this seaside cafe when all of a sudden huge fish, like dozens of fish, like trouts, I want to say. Like they look like trouts uh, or trout. Just trout, I think. Yeah. Um, keep Start flying out of the water, jumping out of the water, which something apparently she never noticed before in all of the prep work hmm. for this. Dozens of them now are flying into her open air cafe, hitting customers, landing on their birthday cakes. Um, just causing total Piscine havoc. And she goes, you'll hear her say, this can work. Cut to new pop-up sign, Mia's Sushi Cafe. And now when fish pe- lands on people's plate, they're happy about it. What? First of all, I thought you wanted to make burgers. Do you want to make sushi or do you want to make burgers? Secondly, uh, that's not how sushi works. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not trout, typically. Oh, sushi is Sushi is rarely also, trout. Is this, is this like, ma- I'm not joking. Is this like <laughs> magical realism? Why are the fish flying out also, of the water? Also, unclear. I don't know. Okay. And also, I don't care how much you like fish. No one ever wants to be hit in the face with one. No. And she gets, the last thing that happens is Mia, proud owner of now a sushi cafe, <laughs> gets hit in the face with a Fish. She gets hit in the face with a fish? Yeah, so give it a watch. What? All right, here we are. She just got a bunch of business cards, a big sign. All right, Mia's Burger Bar. What? Now there's a fish. More They're fish. They're flying out of the water. They're landing in people's birthday cakes. They're just destroying everything. This is like, me- there's a little girl yeah, crying. because it's. Work. Mia's sushi bar. Vistaprint, your partner in an ever-changing world. And now giant fish are just landing on people's plates. But they're like, yay. And also suddenly That's the fish aren't landing in people's faces fish. anymore. It doesn't solve the problem of the fish nailing all the glassware behind the bar. That's terrible. Yeah, right? Like, I get that it's a joke. So it's not that I think that it's meant to be taken literally. But... But it, it doesn't it survive just, its own logic. That's right. I just feel like it doesn't, like it, I guess, I guess the point of a commercial like this for Vistaprint is like, when your plans change, um, you know, you're, we can change, we can create the thing that you need, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to create like a funny, uh, you know, version of that or a funny yeah, right. scenario where that happens. Right. But this to me feels like just a misfire. Genevieve, you put all of these... Um, 
commercials together today, but if you don't mind, can I interject one that I just thought of now? Because there is a commercial. The TV that I have been watching to the degree that I've been watching TV has been baseball games, and there are a lot of Washington State lottery commercials that air during Mariners games. Um, In the past, we've talked about these. Not all of them hit home runs, if you will. But I think you and I have generally liked... Not all of them have been taken on a train. <laughs> what, what was that commercial? I, I heard hit it a was, home run with your family. Take, take them on, on a train. train. That was for, uh, yeah, like Sound Transit or something. Um, but, uh, no, th- this campaign is called the Department of Imagination. Right. Department of Imagination. And um, the premise is... You fantasize about what you would do if you won the lottery, and then they create these little vignettes out of it yeah. before you. Re- and then the reveal is it was a lottery commercial. So a famous one was a beautifully shot. I mean, this commercial grosses me out, but it's a great commercial. I think you see a swimmer. She looks like kind of a professional swimmer, maybe doing some early morning swimming practice. She's in a big pool area by herself, and she takes a big dive into the pool. And we realize it's filled with some sort of white cream and she swims through it. And at the end, she takes off her goggles and we realize it's ranch dressing. And she says, if I ever won the lottery, I would create a pool full of ranch dressing. Now, it's strange credulity, obviously, that anybody's fantasy for winning the lottery is to have a pool. of. But I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's sort of like a it's an exaggerated way of saying I I love love ranch ranch dressing. Exactly. Which is not despite your prejudices an extreme position exactly and i i really like the premise and another one that i think worked well was a um a guy's on a fishing trip with his dad and he keeps on catching like or i don't remember if he does it for his dad or himself one of them keeps catching fish after fish after fish and it turns out huge fish he used he used his money to hire a scuba diver to go under the boat and attach fish to their hooks. And we both love the one where the guy hires someone to make him look like a secret agent by by repelling into his high school reunion and being oh, right. like, oh, the president needs you or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So I, that, I thought that was the, the best of them all. And I hesitate here because I literally now, I, I've met somebody recently who... <laughs> oh, you've met someone. I've met someone who um, <laughs> works... Uh, I, I met him and I knew he worked in like marketing and ads. And I went to his like webpage and a lot of those Washington, Washington State Lottery commercials were on his webpage. So I don't know to what what he contributed to them, you know, whether he's the director or the full creative force behind them or not. This next one I'm going to talk about, I don't know... If he's connected to it or not, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> he's a lovely man, but like you, Genevieve, I have to speak my truth. Yeah, this is one of the worst commercials that is yeah, on TV no right now. No relationship is more sacred than us dunking on commercials that we don't like. Right, exactly. Right? The, I mean, the I relationship think we agree with me that. and the listeners. You were when um, when Ben Harrison was on the show. You were trying to shame me into backing off my hot takes against oh, sure, some commercials. Oh, sure, I love shaming his, you. No, <laughs> no dunking on commercials will get between me and shaming Andrew. <laughs> but anyway, no, I have to. I have to call some like I see some. And <laughs> this is the latest installment in this campaign. You know. Um, You know, they have imaginations unite here, but I'm pretty sure this is just the latest incarnation of whatever I said it was before. Um, The Department of Imagination. Department of Imagination. Um, Anyway, in this one, you have a woman in her kitchen 
and she says something along the lines of, you know, we're going to start by remodeling the house. And then everybody else in her family starts weighing in on what they want done. Have you seen this before? I haven't. So presumably, like, her husband is in the kitchen. He says, yeah, we're going to start with the kitchen. And then a really hokey animation appears of some huge open fire pit type of maybe maybe it's like a pizza oven or something in the kitchen. But it's animated. Like, Weird. Not, not realistic animation, but like a very stylized yeah. animation, right? And then the one good thing is her adult son, or who I presume to be her kind of adult son, is eating um, cereal, cereal in the kitchen. And he says something like, and don't forget about what I'm going to do to the backyard. Then we see his imagination, and it's a big, again, cartoon um, monster truck in the it backyard. Like a budget issue that is ter- That's tearing everything up. And then the... And, I have a friend. We have a friend who hates nothing more than like, cool, badass grandma. But then there's like the grandma says, don't forget about me. And then she's like in the barn with a chainsaw making ice art. But again, it's all and like she's real, but the ice is all animated and it is just bad all around. This sounds like a failure of budget to me. Yeah, because they couldn't make those things happen. I said the one good thing is. The adult son, who before he makes the joke or has the has the little flight of fancy about having a monster truck in the backyard, he does make kind of a funny face. He's just like standing <laughs> and eating cereal, and he just kind of like looks at the camera in a way that does kind of make me laugh every time. But aside from this, I hate this so much. All right. If we win the lottery, we'd remodel our home. We'd start with the kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's like sort of Disney-style animation. And out back is where the big trucks will go. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Ben, you don't even live here anymore. Hey, don't forget about Grandma. Uh, ah, 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 ah. Okay, family meeting. Come on, welcome to the Ice Dome. To me, this is a good commercial that is horribly undermined by the execution and the use of animation. You make so you bad. spend the money to make all of those real. It's on TV right now by the way. Sorry, <laughs> on my other screen, this commercial just started during the Mariners game. If so you want to see it again, Beef, just I, I draw your attention over it. here. Um I like imagine that if a real monster truck tore up their backyard or mm-hmm. a real uh pizza oven appeared in their kitchen or you really saw the grandmother, you know, carving a, a dolphin ice sculpture. Much harder level degree of difficulty, no question. More expensive for sure, um, but that makes that a, from go from a failed from an ad an admonishment to an ad collade. And couldn't we just break them off into three different ones? Why did we suddenly feel the need to take three fantasies and jam them into thirty seconds? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not like. I guess you're right. Like with the one with the ranch dressing. There's not, I was going to say, because with the other ones, there's a real story. Like the fishing one has a, like a beginning, a middle, and an end. Same thing with like the guy who's pretends to be a secret agent or whatever. The ranch dressing is more about like tone setting and like this, the spectacle of it. 
Um, I do love the the actor who is the son here. He, what he does is so hard to describe what he does, but what he does is he makes <laughs> just eye, looking at it is he great. Makes eye contact. I'll make it the show page. I was today. hoping you would. Yeah. He makes eye contact a little bit too long after he makes his comment. Like he's kind of like he loves his comment so much, and then he takes another bite of yeah, cereal with his, his food while he's kind of like eh, right while he's making uncomfortable eye contact with his parents. He's great. Um, so he's. I like really all the good. actors actually. I I liked them. I, I was expecting to dislike the grandma more than I did. Um, I did. She's the only one I dislike. I very actually much like all of her. these actors. the The Disney style animation is such a misfire, and I think it's purely because either they didn't have them, like either they had imagined that they had a better budget, or um, or intended to do this on a low budget. And I'm thinking about the pacing. They should imagine. They should. They should. The Department of Imagination yeah. should imagine up some more money for this. <laughs> Imagineer campaign. it up. You're I, you're the lottery. Like money is your business. You're taking our money. Um, of course, I know it all goes to education. Um, like what I love about the ranch dressing one. We should move on because you have so many other ones. But w- the pacing is slow and it unfolds and deliberate and it's really beautifully directed. It just is the, I can picture the light in that commercial. It's just really well done. And I could see, I don't want to rewrite each of these scenarios, but if you just take the monster truck one, right? Maybe you just see a guy, you see a close up of the key starting it. You see the the exhaust pipe while it's revved. You see the giant wheels, but then at the end, the reveal is, He's in his little tiny suburban backyard, and the neighbors are yeah. going crazy. But it was his Department of Imagination right. that came he, up with and this. And he's still eating his cereal. And he's, his yes, cereal exactly. Bowl. Like each of these, just like slow it down and get rid of like badass grandma. Vroom vroom. Yeah, like, dude, good. dude. I think God. you're right. Yeah, there's a little bit of a menu sar uh, vibe in here. Okay, menu tar. Menu tar. What did I call you're it? So, you called it a menu sar. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> you can always listen for the point in each show where I just run out of all energy. All right, what's up next? Dollar Shave Club? Yeah, this one has been uh, really ringing my bell. I like it a lot. It is a, it's a lot of the work is going to be done for you in the uh, the lyrics to this song, but it is also hilarious. The visuals are great. And the premise of this, or the the pitch, I guess you should I should say, is that Dollar Shave Club, you know, is one of those like, we bought a razor factory in yeah. Germany or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that one, but like it's one of these new, new, new time razor companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's on a subscription service. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Disruptor Razor Company. Um, and this is all questions that men have about grooming put into the lyrics of a song. Um, and then their pre- their their pitch is like, we can answer these questions for you. Like mm-hmm. we're here to not just we're we're a service, not just a uh, a provider of razors. And also, small little point about this when I first hit play on this, you'll hear a little, they have a new Sonic ID, I believe. Oh, interesting. They say um, DSC or something at the very beginning. I don't think I nailed the tone there. Take a listen. DSC. Questions in my head, filling me with dread. So many options. What's the right razor? So much back hair. Should I get lasers? Should I get lasers? I shave my thin and dome. I become my dad, I'm like his clone. You got questions, we got answers. You got questions, we got answers. We got you. Now I saw you. I don't know.
don't know why, but I understand why that appeals to you specifically. Really? Yeah, the chorus, too, is like these three guys who are like marching around kind of um, a little uh, kids in the hall little style. Yeah, they're, they're just Yeah, they're four men of different ages and races and, and physiques in towels. Um, they've got a real, they're just a quality to this that I love. Um, and the, the the line, I've become my dad, I'm like his clone, has, it's, it really does have like a, a sort of a Tim and Eric or, or Kids in the Hall sketch vibe to mm-hmm. it. The whole thing does the costuming, yeah. the the comedic like vibe of it. Mm-hmm. It really works for me. Like it works for me so much that if I were going to try one of, you know, if, if for whatever reason you wanted to try or or we were for some reason going to purchase like one of these shave uh, club type of things, mm-hmm. I would go with DSC over Harry's. I read some sponsorship messages for Harry's a long time ago on TBTL, like maybe 2015. So they sent me, you know, like some things so I could try out the service. And um, I have a beard, so I don't go through a lot of razors. I do trim up, you know, places, so I need some. And I will say... But should you shave this thin in dome? That's a good question. I probably should. Um, (laughs) But they had some shaving gel that, again, since I use so little of it, I use a tiny little dab on my neck and my cheeks about once every two weeks, a tiny dab. So I've had this shave gel for seven years. I just finished it a couple of months ago, and I got some store brand stuff. I missed the Harry's. The Harry's really? had a smell to it. I loved the just get smell. Some more then. I don't. I mean, I'll get one little thing, and it'll last me another seven years. I don't want to have that shipped to me. Plus, I probably have to sign up for a subscription. I know that's the problem. Yeah. You can't. It's very hard with some of these like these new economy. Uh, like there's a there's a shampoo that I tried that I I liked the. I liked it, but I don't want to be getting it every month, and mm-hmm. that was kind of like the only way you could get it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. Exactly. Okay, just one more here before we check in with the Ad Council. Um, and this is for something called Hint. Have yes. we talked about Hint? I don't think so. What do you think Hint is? Well, I have seen this commercial. Oh, you saw the commercial. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, this is something that I, I'm really enjoying this ad. I think it's great. It's very funny to me. And I think it's, um, I think it also is effective in the way it speaks to the way we all experience uh, flavored seltzer water, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> I remember our friend, uh, one of our friends was talking about, I think she was like doing like a Twitter thread of like how you would describe, um, uh, uh, oh, what's the main, what's the main seltzer water that everybody drinks? Oh, LaCroix. LaCroix, where like the, the taste of like, uh, you know, a, a lemon LaCroix is like if a lemon was thrown at a, at a passing bus and you happen to smell it on your way mm-hmm. as, as while you were in the bus. You know, it's like, it's so... Or the one that I... And I, I don't think this is from somebody I know, but this always sticks in my head. Somebody said that having like a strawberry LaCroix is like drinking a soda water and somebody in another room yells, strawberry! Yeah, exactly. That's so, it's so mild. It's so faint. Um, and I think, hint, this, uh, this uh, flavored seltzer water is sort of getting at that concept, but in a really funny way. We open up with just um, a sort of middle-aged, a little bit sort of doofy-looking white guy. Uh, he's wearing all we all we can see of him is that he has on overalls, and he's facing the camera, and his mouth is wide open. Um, we find that as uh, as the commercial keeps going, he's a firefighter, and two of his fellow firefighters are firing the hose at his mouth, blasting him in the face. Yeah, and they have filled their 
hose or their truck tanks with various flavors of this hint water and the game that they're all playing and taking turns getting hit with the hose is guessing what flavor is is being hit that they're being hit in the mouth with that like you know fire hose force but then at the end it looks like they're gonna get in trouble yeah then their boss catches then their chief comes out but wait wait for it to that so here we go Pineapple. Yep. Okay, my turn. So now they, they they fire at this new guy. It blows him into the truck. Raspberry. Oh, no, no, no. Peach raspberry. Yeah! Hey! Here comes the cheese. Did you guys fill the tank up with Hennigan? No. <laughs> the guy is literally pouring a bunch of bottles of Hint All the performances of this truck are so good. The chief, no. the chief is hilarious. The woman who is the main like hose operator is she's got a cool vibe to her. The guy who's pouring the the hint into the tank with his like frozen deer in the headlights look. And he just says no, no, while he's pouring. Uh, do you get Brooklyn Nine Nine vibes? Yes, this? like a little Andre Brower and that chief coming. The out? chief has an Andre Brower vibe, and all like I just like the the whole vibe of all these actors is really good together. They don't do that. They don't do that much, but they create a chemistry that's really mm-hmm. surprisingly good in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I'll pick it up where I stopped it. Guys, fill the tank up with Hennigan. No. Hit me. Hint. Water with a touch of true fruit flavor. So then they, the sheep he says, hit hint me. me. And then uh, and then he does a cute little, little hip wiggle. Yeah. There. They're very charming. Uh, hint, if you're listening, I hope you have a whole series with this, these firefighters. Yeah. Have them go put out fires in people's houses with Hint. And people are like, you know, standing in their burned out living room going like, I think it was raspberry. Well, that got dark. Well, you know, I mean, like you, you're the experts. You workshop it. <laughs> Let's check in with the Ed Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words to say only the echoes of my mind. Okay, I want to start with this um, email from listener Aaron, who says, It's a beautiful, sunny day today, and everything is coming up ATM. So I thought I'd write to you. I started listening to After These Messages when the news on public radio about COVID, etc. was just causing me too much anxiety. Your show was the perfect antidote. It made me laugh. And it gave me something else, TV ads, to analyze besides the spiraling thoughts in my head. I started at episode one, and I'm now on episode 79. Wow, way Every, back there. Right? Every Tuesday, I also listen to the new episodes while I hope to get all caught up. I also love knowing that I have a giant supply of ATM episodes to look forward to. This is so sweet, Aaron. This really I really is. appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, and Aaron says, and that brings me to today and everything coming up ATM. As part of my son's new student welcome at the University of Washington, we got to watch a welcome speech by the very purpley clad Anamari Kause. That's the president of the UW. And while I was supposed to be focusing on her words, I just kept thinking, I'm pretty sure Genevieve, I know her, might have helped write this speech. I did write that speech. <laughs> I figured you would have. 
Very good. That's great. I'm so glad that video uh, made its way to a new student. Welcome to the UW. Welcome to your son to the new dub. To the UW. Aaron also says, I spread out my Sunday New York Times reading today, and I was reading an article about the new show Chad with Nassim Pedrad. I don't think I know Nassim Pedrad, so I don't know if I'm saying that name properly. I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced, but I'm pretty sure I know her from... Um, from uh, uh, New Girl. I think oh, okay. she was one of the sort of tertiary characters on New Girl. Gotcha. I'm sure she's done other things. I think that's just what I know her from. I see. Well, Aaron says, as soon as I read the line, and a cool classmate played by Thomas Barbuska, well, I said, <laughs> hey, I know him. Well, I only know about him because of you both. You are right. He is going to make it big. Of course, he's your favorite child actor who we first saw in the um, in the Geico, Geico Peter yeah, Pan Peter Pan commercial. He's a talent. He's I'm telling you, cocky Peter Pan. I'm glad to hear he's got work because he was in a show that I I tried to keep on the air by watching um, called The Mick that I think uh, yeah, right. kind of petered out. Yeah, uh, Aaron says I guess. There were only two things for today, but I want to <laughs> write in every day about these old ATM episodes I'm listening to. Hearing about life pre-pandemic without any knowledge of the future scariness is very soothing. Thanks oh. for the great show. I could see how it could be either soothing or stressful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, by the way, that's just very, very kind of you to say, Aaron. So thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Also got a note here from listener Jenna, longtime friend of the show, um, who says, I was just looking through my Tumblr for the first time in over a year, and I saw a YouTube upload of the most bizarre Ad. It's for a hot cereal called Cocoa Wheats, and from what I can tell, it's chocolate-flavored cream of wheat. It was one of the kind of commercials that kind of trashes their product as a way to somehow convince people to buy it. Now, I'm going to play this commercial for you, Vives, but the thing is, I ate Cocoa Wheats growing up. I totally forgot about Cocoa Wheats. Do you remember Cocoa Wheats? No, I, know, I never had them. We weren't really... A, um we weren't really like a, this is a cream of wheat. It's basically adjacent. like, yes, we had, we had cream of wheat in the house as well and something called cocoa wheats. Yeah. Well, we never had cream of wheat, so we certainly wouldn't have had the sugary version, which I assume this is. Oh, see, that kind of surprises me because he, your, your family didn't have as um, strict rules about No, we were really, and, we were very strict on cereal. The only time we got to have special sugar cereals was um, the vacation and we would mm. get the six pack of the tiny uh, boxes. I do remember Cocoa Wheats now. I would have never remembered it if it wasn't for this email from Jenna. And I can, all, I feel like they're, they had a slightly thicker consistency than cream of wheat, which we also ate. And almost like a, it sounds good, right? Like, oh, it just sounds like a big thing of, of chocolate. But it, the wheats really came through. I remember, <laughs> I remember it having. You can't miss that wheat. I, I remember it had like a. Almost, I, I feel like it had like an earthy taste to it, or something that is like less yeah, we, we satisfying than it sounds. We were not a coke. We were not a cream of wheat family, and so we were certainly not a cocoa wheat family. Were you a um, oatmeal family? Because for us, those things were kind of interchangeable. I think. I yeah, we loved oatmeal. We would have like, like the, the you packets. know the Quaker instant yeah, oatmeal, yeah. but I mean, oatmeal and cream of wheat are very different flavor profiles. Yeah, certainly, and, and texture profiles as yeah, well. But yeah. for us, like in one of our cupboards, we just had like packets of all of those. I've things never been so disappointed as to be at a restaurant in the south and think that I was getting grits and it turned out to be cream of wheat which is gross that actually happened those are different things they look the same 
in, but in the South, somebody's trying to get away with having not getting away with it. But I thought I just mistook it. Oh, really? Like in a buffet you were or, a kid in, or something. in some scenario where I didn't know that that's what it was. Oh yeah, it's a very different thing. Um, and it's like cream of wheat has more of a. Um, we put cinnamon on ours, I believe, and maybe you could get cinnamon flavored, but we would enhance it with a little bit of cinnamon too, so it had a little bit of a sweeter taste to it. Anyway, let's take a listen to this Cocoa Wheats commercial from 1989. And as Jenna says, they're really leaning into how gross it looks. <laughs> it's like a bowl of brown mush, right? And so this is a commercial for kids. From it's like, like how Marmite did it for kids a while, pers- right? Yes, exactly. From a kid's perspective of all these kids like like not looking at their cereal while they're eating it. At one point they hold it up to, they hold their bowl up to a mirror and the mirror breaks. <laughs> Jesus. At the end, I believe you have two kids who are eating their cereal with blindfolds on and then daring now, is each this other postmodern? to take... What's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe. You tell me. Let's take a listen. Cocoa Wheats, the chocolatey hot cereal that tastes so good but looks so ugly. Mm. One look at Cocoa Wheats and... Whoa! On taste and... Mm. So look at it. I dare you. So ugly, I eat it in the dark. So chocolatey, I taste beautiful. Cocoa Wheats, the hot chocolatey cereal that's fun to eat. Oh. Try it. I dare you. At the end, there's a little girl with a literal brown bag over her head while she's eating, and there's a hole cut out for her mouth. There are a few confusing things about this for me. For one yep. thing, they really don't show you. They show you sort of um, at a distance what the cereal looks like. But when they do a close-up of it, they have a cartoon or an animated... Yeah, like a rubber animated rubber face. Rubber face that's, like talk, that's a talking bowl of cereal, which I think is a weird aspect introduced in, in this ad. Also, it just looks like chocolate pudding as far as I can tell, although they don't give me a good look at it. But, like, I mean, chocolate pudding is a little is like grainier gr- than is that. Is it grainier than it that? It is interesting that they're leaning into how ugly it looks. You're right, but they don't actually show it. And what they show is the rubber animated, the rubber face that is animated. It almost looks looks like the kind of thing that dog poop is made out of. Right. It's got that like brown rubber quality to yes. it. And that definitely does look gross. Yeah, they. I think they may have. Um, they may have overestimated how gross their product actually looks. Yeah. It's jingle time. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. Uh, I'm calling in with two jingles for you today. I don't know if that's like a violation of ad council conduct but i couldn't help <laughs> we'll, myself we'll so these, these two time. are both for uh, amusement parks of sorts i was sort of inspired by the listener calling in last week with the jingle for the indoor amusement park of their youth and uh these two are both uh from upstate new york the first one is for a water park that i used to go to quite a lot and then the second one is for uh i don't know some kind of I guess amusement park, more like a giant play place uh, called Fort Ricky. It's like a play place slash farm that I never actually went to, but the jingle's been stuck in my head forever. Okay, so here's the first one. Enchanted Forest Water Safari, where the fun never stops. Dun dun at. <laughs> All right, and that there's the second one. It's for Fort Ricky. Fort Ricky, discover the fun. Fun for everyone. 
All right, that's all I got. Have a good week. <laughs> and Mike was kind enough to include links to these two commercials. So let's start with the first one that he's saying here. This is for the Enchanted Forest Water Safari. This is from 2008. All over the neighborhood, families are getting ready. Are you ready to get wet? Enchanted Forest Water Safari, <laughs> New York's largest water theme park, is inviting your gang to enjoy 31 heated water rides. It's a breathtaking good time. With over 50 exhilarating rides and attractions, it's a full day of family fun. Dash to Enchanted Forest Water Safari and make a splash. Get wet. <laughs> there it is. Mike, you nailed it. Oh, Mike, you nailed it. And boy, that I love water parks. It's funny to hear that it was heated because, of course, that's in New York. That's what stood out to me, too. All the, the ones I went to heated. as a kid were in the South. And so the water did not need to be heated. And it, I had a feeling you might latch onto that, too. But I thought you might say there's something gross about it. And I don't know why. And I think it maybe is because I'm an adult and I think. That oh, I mean, water I wouldn't. Is filled oh, yeah, with no, I wouldn't go to urine. a water park now to save my life. Right, but I wonder if like this. Something I wouldn't about go to the being... water park now if they were if the water was made of COVID vaccine. <laughs> I mean, that's so gross to me now. But I do wonder if like the heated element also hides the little pockets of warmth you might accidentally swim through as well. Isn't that and, better, though? Might, wouldn't you prefer not to know? It might make it know? all feel like it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so that was Enchanted Forest Water Safari. Let's listen to this, Fort Ricky, which sounds like, I, well, I don't know. I was going to say something dark. Let's take a listen to this. Summertime fun begins at the Fort Ricky Discovery Zoo. There's a lot of kids Get feeding pet, like it's like a petting zoo. I love this voiceover guy too. Yeah. He's like, he's a, what do you think? Is he a former news guy? Probably a former news guy who's like, yeah, he he decided to like get out of the get out of the news game and start doing VO work. Because he's not like this guy. Like, just water theme park is inviting your gang to enjoy. Th like this guy is getting into it. This guy is reporting that children have been reportedly Re having ch fun. Children have at petted some animals. <laughs> <laughs> this just in: children pet animals at Fort Ricky. Witnesses say fun was had. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime fun begins at the Fort Rookie Discovery Zoo. Get close, get in touch, and make new animal friends. More fun in our enormous ball crawl. Tunnels, slides, boppity bags, and paddle boats. Boppity bags. Don't forget your free child's pass at FortRicky.com. Fort Rookie Discovery Zoo in Rome. Not just a petting zoo, but petting oh is God, what is we wolf? do best. I'll be back again. <laughs> that charming, whole ad is a it? gem. It's pretty good. There's a one at one point. There's just someone like a a very far away shot, clearly not shot for the commercial. Just like some footage that they have of somebody sitting in a paddle boat in a pretty like scummy looking little pond uh -huh. and. Neck deep in the water is like some kind of deer-like animal, like nosing up to the paddle boat. Uh -huh. I mean, it doesn't look like what the hell happened. What is here? like what's in, what's the intention of this yeah, right. experience? Is this right. what's supposed to happen? It's like, well, get a picture of me with it. I anyway. mean, yeah, I have a feeling Fort Ricky is a pretty unregulated space for people and animals <laughs> to interact with each other. <laughs> they call it Ricky King. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was actually trying to. What was what was um, Joe's name in Tiger King? Uh, 
Uh, Joe Exotic. Yes, Ricky Exotic is yeah. the joke I was going for that I totally <laughs> ruined there. Okay, um, you know, we have several more voicemails, but let me just play one more. This is from our pal, Lauren. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. It's Lauren in Jacksonville. I, um, apropos of absolutely nothing the other day, uh, this commercial jingle popped into my head. I think it was kind of local from probably the early 90s um, when I was a child and for some reason, I memorized it and then forgot it. And then, you know, Corky Sinclair style um, remembered it <laughs> uh, in my um, early 40s. All right. Let me give my, my best southern twang, okay? All right. Ready? <laughs> Bales of pride, best catfish you've ever tried. Raisin fresh spring water for that perfect taste. It's fresh in every way. That's why we always say you're the freshest name in fish. Delta Pride. Delta Pride. <laughs> okay. So apparently it was some kind of catfish that was raised in... Oh, like, can I just say, I love I love Lauren's little chuckle at the end of her song. Take a listen. Delta Pride. <laughs> okay. So apparently it was some kind of catfish that was raised in fresh spring water for that perfect taste. Never tried it. I don't think it exists anymore. And I haven't looked for the um, commercial on YouTube yet, um, but I'm sure it exists. Anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I uh, love the show, uh, and I uh, really did enjoy the game last week. All right, bye. What was the game last week? It, it must have been a couple I weeks ago. I think it might ago, have been a couple huh? weeks ago. We did the um, the p- password game. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Boy, if only I could remember what we do on the show. Um, I did look for the link to a Delta Pride commercial. I couldn't find anything. I did find Delta Pride, they, the do company. Do they still exist? Do they I still sell so. the freshest catfish uh, this side of the Mississippi? They seem to have a Facebook presence. Okay. They seem to have like a CEO who went on some extremely local radio show at some <laughs> point recently. Extremely local radio <laughs> Um, I couldn't find the commercial, I'm afraid. But, you know, I don't – I mean, after that rendition, though, I don't know that I need more I feel like we got that. it, yeah. I feel like we got it. But if anybody else, uh, you know, knows what Lauren is talking about, get at us. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. But, Andrew, you're saying, how do we get at you? Well, I'm glad you asked, <laughs> dear – potential ad counselor you can call our voicemail line at 607-444-5597 that spells 607-444-5597 Veeves, i'll let you do the rest you can email us at after these messages show at gmail or visit us on the facebook group and uh, i have to admit i we did not really look at the facebook group today for for ad council because we had so many good voicemails and emails so uh, look for me to go mining in the Facebook mines uh, next week. <laughs> now, um, let me so ask come you check this. us out there. You had a whole subcategory of ad adcolades and admonishments that we had to skip for time, and they were all were they all pet related or dog related? They're all dog related. Should we put a call out? Would you like listeners to send more dog? I mean, I know we've already done a whole show on dog commercials. Do you want to try to get more clever than this? Uh, I do like to get clever. Um, yeah, for now, I haven't really thought through what the uh, what the topic of next show will be, but it will be dog commercial related. Um, so if there's a dog commercial that's really, um, I don't know, that you're really noticing. Wagging your tail. It's really wagging your tail. Uh, just send it, send it to us. Um, 
in uh, in any of those in any of those forms. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm sorry. Jimmy, in any of those media. I feel like I really put you on the spot That's there. That's okay. But anyway, we're we're all just figuring this out That's together. Right. We'll have it figured out by episode number 165. I guarantee it. What are we on now? Like 284. Oh. <laughs> Where did I get that number from? I don't know. I couldn't tell if you were doing a bit or if you just had a stroke. We'll have it all figured out by episode number That's often how I feel about your bits. Yeah, I know. All right. I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Let's go around the room. I want to own a boat one day.